Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. How are you? Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. It is day 40, the final day of the big social media fast where I've gone off the twits, the insta, and the face. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to rush right back and turn on the big social and be all Mark Zuckerberg and get all in your business, like your crap, and comment on your thing. It might, but it's probably not. Today on the big show, again, in for 40 days, we've been reaching out and saying hello to uh, the dear people in my life that I love so much. Day 40 today is Diane Mann, my wife. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a very honest conversation we're about to have. In fact, uh, it's super honest. That's all there is to it. We're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about our marriage. We're going to talk about dreams. We're going to talk about the season of life that we're in. And, and, it, and it, again, it's a real big window to how her and I think and how her and I do life together. And I'm so appreciative of the 25, 26 years that we're working on right now. Hey, I'm J.R. Mann, J.R. Mann, M-A-H-O-N.com, M-A-H-O-N.com. I am a spiritual director and mentor. If you're circling and navigating situations in your life where you just can't come up with the stuff to move forward, allow me to help. Whether that's in relationship, whether that's in career, or whether that's in faith. Um, I'm a spiritual director, and I walk with people during seasons of their life that perhaps there's big questions or just a hard way to go. Numbers and all that stuff are on the website. You can hit me there. But first, Diane Mann. All right, I fixed the echo. Great. So I was saying I found a lot of people go the other way of who they... Like, there are two people, and I won't tell you who they are, were okay. very concerned prior to the... Like, multiple emails, multiple texting. Oh, wow. About what it was and how we wanted to sound. Oh. Yeah, like, like let's build a persona That's before serious. we get on. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is intimidating, I have to say. It's... Why is it? Why is it intimidating? Oh, well. Why? What is it compared to? Like you just going shopping? What is? I mean, because I don't generally talk to people. <laughs> like anyone. Um, anyone, right? Very That's few you, people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a talker like you. You're like the talker of the family. So I saved you for day forty because you're the most important person. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Rob was upset. That yeah. I that I buried him in like the teens or something because oh, he was yeah, well, he was thinking it was a measure of earlier is better right uh, as no well if that's true then he's mediocre well that's a good point <laughs> he's probably he's he's been a very loyal forty day listener I really Great. appreciate that hi Rob um so what do you want to what do I want to ask you I want to I want to ask you why you stay married to me Oh my gosh why would you ask me that Well we're 25 years and I have made every husband I mean I've made some pretty gargantuan stupid mistakes I mean not not uh I mean you know nothing criminal or nothing that you know would obviously lead to a divorce court but um or maybe so I don't know but why do you stay married to me that's the number one question well, obviously, because I love you. Um, yeah, but isn't love overrated at the end of the day? Are you? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I love you. You're my better half. I think you, we are like yin and yang. We complement each other and push each other in ways that we wouldn't normally. I don't, I don't know. 
That's nice. We promised that we would stay together too. I I right. don't know. I don't. Do you feel like commitments nowadays are easily tossed aside? I feel like commitments are easily tossed aside. Yes. Even though Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter represent on a bunch of different levels the idea of commitment, mm-hmm. but it's all bullshit. Because I, I, I just see the lack of commitment lately. Oh, definitely. Are you speaking of marriage specifically? Well, I'm, well, I mean, there's marriage, but I'm just also talking about everything. Like yeah. we have a we have a real cut and run problem in our yeah, society. I think we very much so depend on our feelings, and so if it doesn't feel good, or you know, we're out. So yeah. we don't stay with it or try to work things out, or you know, and it's much easier now with social media to cut people down, or you know. Or scroll not, past, not them. be face. Well, I'm just saying, not be face to face. If yeah, and scroll down and ignore, right? And or pretend we're busy, right? Right? Um, yeah. Or hold up life like it's perfect, and I'll that too. and I'll ignore it all. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate you staying married to me for 20. We're going on 26 years. Yeah. I honest to God, there are a few instances in my life where I feel happened yesterday. Yeah. One is driving. I always feel like I, I don't know what that is. I always feel like I got my license yesterday. It's like I'm still excited to get in the car and go really? driving. Yeah, I don't know what that That's is. That's cool. Every time I get in it. Like when I got the car back from the Audi dealership, I was just like, couldn't wait to have freedom. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, huh. I, our marriage, getting getting married. Yeah. I always feel like it was like yesterday. I do too. Remember how you were all drunk at the wedding? Remember that? Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for pointing that out. And then I always, and then I, and then I always feel it's a like good memory. At least <laughs> it was a great memory. It was a great night. It was like I was, I was listening. Rob was saying something about his wedding yesterday to Trish because apparently it was a real creative affair, as you can imagine. Uh-huh. Those two, right? And uh, and uh, I, then I got me thinking about our affair. Our we just we were on tables and chairs by the yes. end, and I was Kinda. sober. I wasn't even yeah. drinking, and it was uh, insane. Well. We were pretty wild back then. Yeah, we were wild. Well, you'd consider that wild. I just it's always consider this fun. Well, fun. Yeah. We were fun. Yeah. Um, our wedding. Were being the. I know. Do you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I'm fun anymore. I don't either. I don't. I feel like I I'm. Don't a, here's what I feel like I do. I feel like I yell at the kids all day <laughs> and, and that I take and that I'm super serious with everybody when I'm not yelling at the kids. Like I feel mm. like when I'm with clients, it's not super serious because I try to inject, you know a little levity into the sessions and just, you know, to keep people moving. But uh, I feel like I'm either yelling at the teenagers. Yeah. I feel that way. That I'm yelling at the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. definitely feel not fun. Like, I don't even know how to have fun anymore. And that I would, I would like to change that. I know. That's a serious sentence. Cheryl tells me one of the, the pieces I need to inject into my life is as spiritual practice is fun. Fun. Like she says, that's top of her list. Like you need to inject fun into your life. I don't even yeah. know what the hell that means. I don't either. Well, I because I also think it was super spontaneous. We, we had a, a big season of our marriage and life before kids. Because listen, for those of you who don't yeah. know, Di and I adopted three kids all at once. Same day, three kids, sibling group. Uh, how long? And we'd ago? been married. We had been married for thirteen years at the time, so we were pretty used to being without kids. 
Yeah, and, and that we were was super spontaneous. Like we would, uh, we literally yeah. were, were like, we would, it would be three in the afternoon, and we'd be like, let's just go and drive around yeah. and have dinner or do whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, well, it's been twelve years since we've had. Where did it children. turn? Where did where do you feel the fun? Like, can you identify a year? Oh on it? gosh. Like, I don't think I can identify. Yeah, a I year kind on of it. can. Well, where give well, it to me? Because when I'd like to Mia that. became a teenager. So when she became 13. 13, 14. Well, and what was it? What was the significant? I feel like, I'll tell you what it was for me. I feel like when we finally realized how beat up the kids were, like when I finally came to cognitive recognition Mm -hmm. on how just horrible the kids had it before us and then what that meant, I feel like that's when I... Not shut down, but I feel like that's when I really started to come to terms with what the reality of the house was. Yeah, similar. And I I think that was around the same time as that when Mia became a teenager and we started, you know, having some serious problems. I guess when I adopted the kid, we adopted the kids, they were little kids. I mean, one was a baby, one was a toddler, one was, you know, just starting kindergarten and you know, I think I just went into it with this such a positive attitude of like love is going to be enough and all it's going to take is a few years and everything will be great and we'll be just like every other family and we're going to love and, you know, <laughs> be bonded and it's going to be great when they're teenagers because I'm going to have great teenagers because I, I just know I am. And then suddenly it came crashing down. And it's not like they're they're bad teens. That's not it. It's. It's we deal with the ramifications of uh, just tragic abuses and kid and children. So, you know, it's not because I mean, let's face it, none of our kids are. I mean, like we could do the whole chart, check the yeah. boxes. We could go no drug abuse, nope, no teen pregnancy, nope, no uh, violence. Nobody's no. burning. Nobody's burning stuff or stealing or stealing. No, but, they're not in trouble. Yeah, they're nobody's well, in trouble. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're but, not in legal yeah, trouble. Yeah, nobody's in legal. There's no cops busting out our door. But we do have, <clears throat> we do have emotional and psychological and and mm-hmm. frankly some physical uh, problems because of addiction in utero. Um, so so I mean we do deal with that. So. But then again, well, well, anyways, yeah. So you're thinking teenage years when Mia hit mm-hmm. a teen because I don't want the kids listening to this when they're thirty and they go, "See, those assholes didn't like us when we were teenagers." <laughs> I never said I didn't like them. I no, said, "No, I know, I know." That I, know. I didn't re- I didn't expect the teen years to be this hard. I thought that by the time we reached, like, my thinking was, "Oh, by the time we reach the teen years, they're gonna be solid. They're gonna be, you know, on their way to launching, kind of a thing." And that couldn't be further from the truth. And I think, you know, speaking of the fun thing is like, I think when I started to realize that like, whoa, we might be in this for maybe for any one of them forever. Like, you know. With yeah. And that means in what in in what Diane's saying is, you know, our, some of our children could be with us, you know, well into well into our retirement years. <laughs> And that's, you know, every, I know people cry and moan about the empty nest years, but at some level you get your life back and start to have fun again. And I was, you know, I don't know if that will happen or we'll be able to, unless we make certain arrangements or whatever, like, 
Yeah. 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 I mean, let's be honest. Angel has autism and may not ever be able to live on his own. Yeah. Or if yeah. he can, it would be in some some type of, you know. Garden. And I don't even like. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't ha- hate the thought of him being right an adult somewhere where that. Like, I would rather. I would rather him be in a bungalow in my backyard or in around the corner in the hallway or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You know that 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 scared that that frightens me, right? And that's stuff we didn't know no. going into those Heck teenage no. years. You know, that's just stuff. When you adopt children, here's the other thing I feel like: when you adopt kids, it this is like an onion life, mm-hmm. and the and it doesn't. And a lot of people will look at Diane and they'll say, "Oh, well, you had an infant, and surely Zian isn't affected." But what people don't know about Zian is that he was duct taped to a chair and kept in a playpen until we got him. So that automatically means he's got, you know, a, a myriad of trouble. So, but, um, yeah, man, the not having fun thing is a, is a problem because I just feel like we're always on, we're, we're always in an inhaled breath. <laughs> you know, we're always like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like that's how we are all the time. And then I always feel like we're waiting for that breath to exhale, but it never comes. Yeah. And then when we try to have fun, because it's not like we don't try. Like we right. do, like we we try to go out to dinner or walk on the beach. And I, I so enjoy our time when we can get away. But um, most of the time I find, here's where I find our fun. Like if I said, where do we find our fun right now? Like, Because I'll, I'll tell clients like, well, yo, we need to find some joy. So let's find that. So mm-hmm. if I look for a piece of joy, I find it around our dinner table sometimes when we're all yeah. just kind of, you know, at the end of the day and we're all just relaxed and just kind of, you know, moving in that space. So I find it there. Mm-hmm. But I know that like the boys, they want to find it in like, like everybody wants to go to Big Bear and well Zian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also know that going to Big Bear in our situation has a lot of like steeples that we've gotta jump over to get there. Yeah. And that, like, you know, and again, I don't it's not that I am, am separating ourselves off from biological parents. I, in our circumstance, that there's just just a lot of challenges to even just go to Big Bear. I agree. Where else do you find fun? Joy. Well, don't ask me. I'm asking you. Where do you uh, find fun? It's my damn podcast. <laughs> I find fun when we actually do go do things like the fair or like Legoland. I love being Legoland. able to see the joy and just let them kind of be free for a day to just have fun. I I like that. But where do you? Okay, so, but that's oh, you. That's yeah, you finding I like, it. Yeah, you. Yeah. So you find it through the kids. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Where do you, where some of your, like you make jewelry. A lot of yes. people don't tell people about where they can find oh, you making jewelry. I'm on jewelry. Etsy, Indigo Sun Handmade. Indigo Sun Handmade on Etsy. Go buy her jewelry, damn it. Yes. Um, I find great joy in making jewelry. Uh, even more joy in selling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, really. Quantify it. Well, more joy making or more joy well, selling? I mean, it's, it's okay. very As satisfying to know someone liked what you made enough to actually spend money to buy. That's that's entre- yeah, super joyful for me. Yeah, that's the entrepreneurial spirit in you. 
Yeah. And when they don't buy, then, of course, you know, I suck. I can't make jewelry anymore. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, artist. So. Yeah. And just the physical act of making jewelry is super therapeutic for me. Just, you know, for me to get away, be at my table, just listening to music or your podcast a lot is when I catch up on your podcast um, to just be alone. Nobody bother me. And I get in that zone of creation is so therapeutic. Yeah. Where else? Any place else? Because we're talking about fun and we're talking about joy. See, what's what's crazy is we have to think it like that's <laughs> that's where I start. I'm thinking. I, mean, I don't know. I, well, I know. It's the spiritual director in me. That's where I start to get in there. Like I see the silence and I see your face and now I really start to go... Like, for me, the questions become, certainly it shouldn't be a task to find fun. But but we can ingest that two ways. Like, oh, we sucked or something wrong with us. Or, or we can literally start to understand why it's super hard to come to that to come to that place, that intersection where we can just start naturally. Because I feel like naturally we used to have fun. Yeah. yeah. I have fun when you and I go out. And we're I, just the two of us. I like when we go, and I'll be honest, people laugh, but I like when we go to Lowe's and Home Depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we dream. And we go, oh, well, we would like that, or let's do this. So I told somebody about you and We've I. We've always I, been good dreamers. Well, that's what I said. I said that to somebody. I said, the best thing about you and I is we've dreamed together the entirety of our relationship. Like, there is never a point where we didn't jump in a car, drive through neighborhoods, go to stores, go on vacations, even as humble as our vacation. Our vacationing has always been super humble, right? We, we've never gone, Right. we're going to the Four Seasons in Hawaii. Like, we, we always go, let's go to Santa Barbara for a night. Like, we, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't take these extravagant. We never have. We, we've no, ne- I don't it's like never, that. It's never been a part of it. That's not fun for me. Like, that's just. It's never been fun for me. So a but, cabin in the woods is great. And that's what we do. And that's what we do. So yeah, so we've been great dreamers. So maybe that's a part of it as I'm listening to you now. Like maybe more opportunity to dream together. Because look at here's the you want to know the reality of our marriage, everybody. Here's the merit. Here's the reality. I've never had a dresser since we've been married. I've never we've never had a bed. We've never had a bed. Like it's always been mattered. Like w- that's the way we do. It. But it's not because we didn't want them or couldn't afford them. Because we've had great money come and go out of the house in the twenty-five years that we've been married. Right. But we've never cared about certain things. <laughs> it's true. Like, like I'm just trying to think of the other dumb thing. Like we've never had a dresser, a bed. We've never given a. Oh, sh- I have a dresser. Yeah, you've had. Yeah, but that, but even that dresser was. I mean, that was. We were probably married twenty years before you got that thing. No. Yeah, Your mom what did gave you ha- me that for how long ago? We were in Hudson. Oh, were we? Yes. You've had that since Hudson. Yes, that oh. was a beautiful antique. I uh, worth a lot of money. Anyways, I say all that. <laughs> I s- that's worth a lot of money. Yes, it's Tiger Maple. It's gets get rid of it. eBay that thing. Here we go. <laughs> um, so, but we've never cared about the things that you would normally think no, you would care yeah, we about. We definitely don't care like about appearances or I feel like this house I have I feel like this is the first time that we've been married that I've given a crap about what this house looks like yeah but I also see it as a marker in my egoic stream of consciousness that needs to be dead like 
part of me looks at this house and this season of our life, and because part of me feels like this season of my life, I've I, I haven't been uh, as successful as I needed to be. But that's all a bunch of bullshit. But what were we talking about? I don't know. You went off on a tangent there. Well, I was just talking about our marriage and about how we like to dream. Yeah. Like how we how we would rather dream together. I think <laughs> like isn't that a we thing? We don't want our dreams to come true. Well, do you? I guess that at the end of the day. I mean, of course. Like I, well, that's what I'm saying. I would <clears throat> part one of my dreams has always been to have that cool bed that I've always liked, that platform bed, but it's been 20 it's going on 26 years and I've never like if I really would have cared about that dream. I would have gotten the damn bed. Like that's how I do things, right? You know me long enough. If I'm gonna, if I want something, I'm gonna go get it. Yes. So, but that's what I mean. I think sometimes the the you and I between us, like we, like we love mid century, we love mid century modern. (laughs) (laughs) Teenagers behind the door. We love mid century modern. We love what else? You like country decor? No, I don't like country. I thought you liked country decor. Eclectic hippie boho decor. I don't know where you got the idea I liked country, other than we lived in a farmhouse in Hudson and I everything tried to decorate it as a farmhouse, but oh. that was more of a like I always have had a longing or not a longing. I've always had uh, an attachment to like the olden days. <laughs> Is that, what does that word? Mean? The olden days. Olden days. You know, like the the twenties. That they're where you where we go. The eighteen hundreds. The you know all you, of that. And that house yeah. was built in like eighteen ninety or something. So it was kind of like me trying to like, oh, I want to pretend I'm living in the eighteen nineties. You also like? Um, oh, I love. You like Laura Ingalls? Yes, That's a like huge Little House deal. on the Prairie. I could watch it f- forever. What is Little House? That's mid eighteen hundreds or early eighteen mm, hundreds? Mid eighteen hundreds. Mid eighteen hundreds. That was a hard ass life, man. I mean, that like you watched that it show. It was, but for some reason, I'm happy. very attracted to it. Um, well, okay. or even like the Williamsburg, you know, going to Williamsburg and yeah. all of that. Just I can imagine myself living there. Okay, so go in that, go in there a little bit. What what is that? Because like, that's a joy. simpler time. Simple. Simple times, and and so how do you how do you bring that to 2019? I guess that's that. Well, okay, so that's part of the dream, right? How do you bring that to 2019 to spread a little joy and fun? Like that would be my next question. How do we take Williamsburg? How do we take the Ingalls? How do we take the mid 18th century and deliver it to 2019, Diane? Man, I have no idea. Well chickens like seriously oh yeah i want chickens yeah chickens that would i'd be... love to homestead oh gosh i would love to homestead like i've had dreams of you know growing my own food and gardening and having chickens and all of that but it never has come to fruition because well, we buy the... that house in ohio you'll have a you'll have your own barn yeah start there <laughs> what's funny is i've always wanted a cow yeah i don't know why in Hudson, I wanted a cow. I know. The cows are hard. Chickens are much easier. All right. So you want... But anyways, that's... Goats a, even are much easier. But that's a thing. You grabbing yes. onto that into 2019 would bring you joy. It would. But then I also think it would be a heck of a lot of work. 
<laughs> and I'm so, getting older. Yeah. You know? So, so that's where the dreaming comes in, though. That's my that's my point. Like, is there, like, is there, because, listen, America 2019 is like, if you don't fulfill your dreams, you suck, right? This is what, this is what happens, mm-hmm. right? Or going off the grid, that'd be awesome, I think. You know, Carrie, man, they're like, I off know. The grid. I look at their, when I was on Instagram, look at their, her posts, and I'm like, oh, that would be so great. Yeah. But I don't even know how to do it. That's the other problem. <laughs> it's not like I'm a great gardener or anything. So is the dream enough then? I guess that's where, like, again, like a, like this exploration of the dream could be enough. Again, 2019, this country tells us if you don't physically, aren't physically wrapped around your dream, you're less than. But is the dream, like, for me, the dream has always been enough in, cer- in certain circumstances. Like is yeah. Is I don't think the dream owning... is just enough, though. I mean, I think you should go after things you well, want no, to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying in some circumstances, like being a homesteader or being off the grid for you, mm-hmm. is the dream just enough to to think about that? Maybe, or maybe we could have part of part of each. Yeah, you know, like not not necessarily go off the grid, but have a farm, or you know partial farm i don't think i've ever like because we're married so then i always insert myself into what your joy or or dreams are so i don't i mean i i think i could grow stuff (laughs) you would have to help me like move dirt and stuff build a chicken coop moving dirt's a part of it well there's physical labor involved and maybe the children would get involved but judging from how they won't you know, take the garbage out. I don't think that <laughs> yeah, you're not getting, I would be getting them to help me. <laughs> you're not getting them. <laughs> like they say dream. they would. Sometimes we talk about it and then they say they'd help, but well, and the reality is it, they it, probably wouldn't. And truth be told, they probably know more about farming than we do because they go up the street oh, yeah, and volunteer. They, do. they volunteer at a farm here. Yeah. She just grow well, she has goats and she grows vegetables and stuff. In California when you say she grows <laughs> It, that's uh, that's uh, that means you're growing dope. Oh, oh no, I, she grows vegetables. Yeah, I don't. She would never grow dope. <laughs> and has fruit trees and avocado trees. And Although she might all grow kinds dope. of you good stuff. Pe- there's all kinds of people. She may. Can. She may, man. I don't know. California. Um. All right. So that's so that's some discovery there of joy, of joy. The mid 1800s. The being able to take the homesteading and the off the gridding into your life in 2019. Now, for the record, you do have a little garden out back and you are trying to grow an avocado tree. Yeah. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> it's not doing well. Freaking it avocado. hasn't done well for two years. Well, it just... Ever since we put it in the ground, it's it's just yeah, decided it's not, not to do anything. Um, and I don't know why that is. And perhaps it's from Home Depot. But all right. So that's interesting. So but for the record, like the next season of our life, and we've been talking about that a lot the last year, mm-hmm. that should be a thing. But I do agree with you at 52. How old are you now? One. At 52. Um, 51. Whatever. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. There's just a lot going on there, the homestead. But I, again, I'm assuming that people in the 1800s were 52 and farming. <laughs> like, right, they still had to live, I, right? I, you know, I mean, it wasn't an age. There wasn't an age thing there. Well, uh, eventually, they probably had to move in with one of their kids or whatever. But I'm just saying, we need to take that dream and that reality and that piece of joy, because there's mm-hmm. joy in that. And the 1800s thing for you, there's joy there. 
And then we need to make we need to make that a reality for you. We need to make that a construct, a, a, a thing that is around you. Okay. We don't have land. To. That's what I kept saying. Yeah. We well, need land. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, if we move, and this is the first time I've talked about moving on the podcast. If we move, you're gonna have some land because it's either gonna be a cityscape or a or a rural scape. <laughs> I'm either going to live in a in a in a city or I'm going to live on a big plot of land. Yes. I'm not going in between. Yeah. I can't stand this that we this this thing that we're looking at right yeah, now out my I'm window. Not a fan. I can't stand this. I I just don't I don't like the I don't like the call to sack the neighborhoods. I never have. No, we never have. I don't really know why we bought this place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well I mean, it's a nice place, but we bought with the truth be told, we bought this place because we had two weeks to make up our minds where the hell we were going. True. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. Anyway, okay. social media we didn't talk about. All right. Well, we got three minutes left, two minutes left. Because um, that's a part of the whole like going off the grid thing for me, too, is, is I what? just don't want to be on social media anymore. You say that a lot. And I haven't been since before Christmas. Yeah. But I feel this weird guilt like I should go back because <laughs> like there's people that I'm only in connection with through social media. So like well, what, what if, if you, I miss something big in their lives or But what if you readjusted the me- Okay, so I'll be honest. So so I'm supposed to be off social media until tomorrow, day 41 technically. Well, really 5 o'clock today, day 40. Um but yesterday I downloaded Twitter, Instagram, Facebook real quick so I wouldn't have to do it on Sunday. Because I want to kind of have a uh, just a rest day on Sunday with nothing, um, but I I hated even looking at the the icons to the apps. Right. Like I just didn't like it. But here's my adjustment in my metric: was I agree with you? I wonder if I just follow. Like if we take my forty days of people that I've called over the last forty days and put uh-huh. them on a podcast, uh-huh. like for me that was super like cathartic. Like it was like. Wow, I actually do have a corral of really close people that I'm just really into. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's the the new metric with social just media. Just those people? Well, it's not just those people because like I'm ma- I make new friends all the time. But there is a real, like you say, there's a real core people that I really want to know what the hell is going on. Right. But then I suppose we should make an effort to do it in another way, like... Also, I found social media to be such a time suck. Like, without being on it, I've accomplished so much more. We did a lot. And I feel so much more on top of my life. And I feel so much more clear-headed and actually, like, happier. Because I'm not comparing myself to other people. And I'm not seeing other people's, you know, great lives and then wonder why mine's not that great. Where is your life? Do you do you not have a great life? I have. <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> I like asking the big questions. Where where I, I mean, because we're in a season right now, man. I mean, yeah, we're, a, I mean, we're, we're, def- we're literally doing something brand new at fifty two. Not many people decide to do that. Yeah, I feel like we're starting over in a lot of ways. We're uh, in a position financially that. Most people don't put themselves in at 52. Most people are looking toward retirement. Um, so that's a bit difficult. Yeah, because really most people right now have got it figured out financially. 
They've got a roadmap to oh, kind of yeah. get off the bus. And oh yeah, like eight years. we should be saying in fifteen years, we're like you know traveling the country or whatever. Yeah, we're not saying that. But we're like, oh shoot, what are we gonna be doing in fifteen years? We're like, what are we doing next month? But so that's hard. I'm, I won't lie. That's part really me, hard. Part of me says I would have it no other way. And then part of me says, what the hell did you do? Yeah, I agree. I mean. But I also. But you do see. I do see the provision of God. And I also. This I, season. And, and I don't know about you because we do. We do something different than one another. I mean, you're running the physicality of the business and the ministry, the, the well, the ministry essentially. But um, I mean, man, there are people that are. I mean, there's a lot of people that we've that this ministry has touched over the last two years. So it's just I look at the I look at the you know I look at the metrics on my side of the fence with the people that are coming and going, and there's been a lot of there's been yeah. a lot of good that that we've done. And I'm not tooting our horns. I'm just saying as a as people who listen to Di and I talk in our marriage, this is what we talk. This is how we talk. But we've we've done a lot of we've done a lot of wonderful things for wonderful people over the last two years, and and before yes. that, because I was doing this crap way before right. I left television. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So there's a certain burden that comes with that, and then of course the kids, which we already talked about. So those are areas that, you know, I look at. Those are areas in which I can look at Facebook or Instagram and think. Oh, they're doing so much better than we are in those. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they go on all those vacations or, oh, how do they afford to do that? Or, uh, oh, look at their kids are so perfect. And look, they're all on the honor roll. And what, wouldn't, isn't that nice? Wouldn't yeah, that be honor, wonderful? <laughs> you know, honor roll <laughs> or winning awards or whatever, you know, or <laughs> captain of the baseball team. I just, we don't Cap- have those types yeah. of we situations. Have, yeah. We don't have those stories. We, we have other kind of stories we we have you know i think about that a lot we have markers of divine exploration and somebody's like what do you mean like we have we have some big huge markers about what life really holds and and i mean gosh our kids alone you know i told somebody something this other day and i really do believe this as a metaphor or as a story our kids remind me of Jesus almost every day because our kids, we are witness to three individuals that could have called it quits a long time ago. I mean, they really could have. Mm-hmm. They could have said, F this, this is stupid. Because uh, it was, it was dumb for them. But now we're watching kids that are enveloping you and I and saying, hey, I haven't had enough, and I would like more, even through their individual struggles. And so you and I get to witness that, and that's a kind of a cool thing. It's hard as hell, but um, we get to witness it. So it's like when I ask you, you know, do you have a good life? You know, it's part of it's kind of sarcastic because I know what we do every day. Um, and then part of it's like, yeah, man, there should we should be teaching this as a course because mm-hmm. people really should be learning the crap where we understand. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that sounds arrogant. I don't know, but maybe I don't give a shit because it just is what <laughs> what it is. No, you're right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we. Uh, some days I do count it a privilege to have been allowed to 
you know, help these kids and give them a life they never would have had and wonder why God chose me when I feel completely ill-equipped. In, inept. And, and inept. <laughs> That's the way I feel. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I fail every day, I feel like, and then I wonder what the heck. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and well, you know, all right, so it's 35 minutes. Rob has the longest podcast we've done. You will Which was na- what? 37. You'll now have the longest. Oh. Um, so, but I, I hope but, we didn't bore people. No, I, this isn't honest. And truthfully, here's the other <clears throat> exercise part about the podcast for, for me. Hmm? It was like I stopped caring. Like oh. that's the best freedom I could give myself doing this podcast. Okay. It was like I literally stopped caring somewhere in the teens about what people... Because what I do know is people are listening to mm-hmm. these conversations because they're just conversations. I'm not necessarily subjected going places. We're just talking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah they're so, conversations. Yeah, so I could care less. So... um. So that's great. Not that I could care less about my audience. I love you. Keep watching, viewing, subscribing, listening. Um, But part of this process for me is to look back at the people that I talk to and tell them how much I I love you. I love them. I love you. But I can't quantify that with you. I can't. That's you're the hardest person in the 40 days. Really? You're the hardest person. Why? Well, because I can't say, you know, it's like how Angel will say or somebody, I love you to the moon and back. Like, that's not enough either. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I can't. I can't quantify, I can only say that my life is like, I'm trying to live my life in celebration of you in some way. And I know I fail miserably. Like I fail more at this relationship than any relationship that I've ever had. And so that's a piece that needs to be expressed. But then I feel like I also succeed more than in any other relationship, but I fail a a shit ton. And, um, I just, I love you. You stick with me. You, uh, I love the fact that I got to watch you be a mom. I love that. That's one of my favorite things. And it's also very frightening, frankly. Um, and frightening. Well, it's cause you know, we, make, Oh, they're we, afraid of me. Yeah. We make the joke about how they're more <laughs> afraid of you than they are of me. And that's kind of funny. Um, and then I also love, I also love wandering the world with you and you have never, ever looked at any of my crazy dreams and said no. You've always went, okay, let's go. And so I feel like part of you has willingly, reluctantly been along <laughs> for the been along for the ride. And I can't thank you enough for being along, especially this season of our life, because I can't help what's going on. I can't help the culmination of my life at fifty. I can't help it. I I I wish I could. I wish I could go, um, okay. Uh, I'm not, I don't have the divine moving in me in this. I wish I didn't have it sometimes. I wish I could just go be a stockbroker or a television executive and, and, uh, make a bunch of money and we'd go live, you know, and high on the hog and things would be great. But I can't do that because the, I just can't. And I think you know that. I do know that, which is why I have been all in on this change of season. Yeah. And I do see. I mean, I've seen it all along. I've known it's something you should be doing all along. And I just know that if you were to give it all up and go do the TV job, you would not be happy. I never was. You were not happy when you were doing that. Because when we first moved here, you did that. You know, you sacrificed so that we could have a good life here. And just sort of, we needed time to get away. And just, I feel like it was a good time to 
heal from some things in the past and it was a good time to be alone as a family and bond and tumultuous too though yeah but then i just knew this was the right move and because i love you i want you to do what you were meant to do and i want that for you too so i'm gonna do whatever i can to turn you into laura oh god (laughs) oh no (laughs) maybe i don't want that dream no just kidding all right, you now own the longest 40 of days. Of course I do. It's for, it's 40 minutes. I 40 deserve minutes. the longest. You do. Okay, I thank you very much uh, for being on your Life's Work podcast and being the last one in the social media series fasting. Awesome. Uh, we'll see what day 41. Uh, I'm going to eat like you've never yes. seen. Because, I mean, I, we finally kind of revealed it yesterday that I've also been fasting fasting. Because yes. I didn't tell anybody because... You know, for for whatever reason, we don't do that when we fast. We don't need to. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna eat. My, I'm gonna eat like you wouldn't believe tonight. So, all right. Thank you very much for cooking for me for 25 years too. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. See you. All right, Diane, man. Day 40 in the books. Here we are. We're done. Kind of bummed. It was a great 40 days. Thank you for everybody who's been along on the ride, who picked up their phone calls at a moment notice and were willing to be recorded. I appreciate all of you. And for all of you that uh, I'm going to try to get to everybody because they're just between schedules and just not having enough time, man. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, Not every day, obviously, but uh, I so enjoy these conversations with the people I love. Um, Hey, I want you to think about social media, and I want you to think about how it's killing your relationships. Period. End of story. (laughs) I really do. I want you to think, uh, and maybe you're not in that bus, and that's fantastic. And if you're not in that bus, call me, and we'll talk about that, too. I'm J.R. Man, JRMan.com. I'm a spiritual director and mentor and super proud to be that and super living fully alive in it, and I'd love to help you. Let's take the guesswork out of our relationship with God. Let's take the guesswork out of our relationships around us, and let's take the guesswork out of our careers and what we do from cash. Let's do that. Hit me. Sessions are an hour. I'd love to do it. I also have a little thing called Tabletop Ministries. Tabletopministries.online. We need your resources, your cash. That's what I'm talking about. We do spiritual direction and pastoral care for free for people who can't afford traditional levels of counseling and therapy. And we need your money because there's a lot of people that fall into that category. And there's a lot of people that need love. And we provide it. That's all there is to it. An avenue to come up to rise up, to breach the surface of your life, and to really start loving who you are. In the relationships you have, in the career you have, and in the relationship with the divine you have. So I appreciate everybody being in on this passion. We will talk soon. Mm-hmm.